So my name is Gabby Peretta and I am a staff member for The Leaf as well. So my name is Pavia Cha and I'm the broadcast editor for The Leaf. And today here with us, we have Katie Cummins, a junior, um, Mrs. Cindy Zetterberg, the health teacher, and uh, Sydney, um, a senior. So we are going to start off by asking Mrs. Zetterberg some questions about health and the impacts of not getting enough sleep. Okay, so my first question to you, Mrs. Zetterberg, is how dangerous can it be for a teenager to not get enough, enough sleep? Well, there's a lot of danger involved in that um, our brain isn't fully developed until we're 25 years old. And um, in your teens, you're growing very rapidly. And so it's gonna affect your brain, it's gonna affect your body, um, it gets in the way of moods, it gets in the way of learning ability, and it generally affects your mental and physical health. Um, I think we've all seen students that are sleepy, hanging on their desk, can't keep their eyes open, um, and it's hard to learn that way when you're not fully attentive. So um, it definitely affects all parts of your body. What would you say is the correct amount of sleep that students need to be getting right now in high school with their schedules and how they're really busy? Like, what would be the prime amount of sleep that they should be getting? Um, research shows that eight to 10 hours is what you're supposed to be getting. And I know for those of you that do have busy schedules and are very active teens, that's asking a lot. So, you know, I think eight is what you should really shoot for. And I know there's also a lot of interest in changing school hours, and I don't think that's as much of an issue as it is the amount of hours that you get. It doesn't really matter what time of day you get it, but preferably it should be at night. So because we just discussed about kids having a lot of busy schedules, how do you think kids should manage all of these things that they're doing, over-involvement, if you will, with sleep? Because I know that I'm taking rigorous, what I would call rigorous courses, and I am involved in a lot of things. And I mean, I get six hours of sleep, which is still two hours than what you recommended. So do you think that's gonna affect me in the long term? I think every person's body is different and it's going to affect different people in different ways. Um, I think if you're eating healthy, if you're keeping your stress level down, it, you know, I don't think you're going to die from it, but I don't think that you're functioning at your optimal ability. Um, some suggestions I would give is making sure that um, you limit your screen time, especially late at night, because um, all that blue light just stimulates your brain cells and then it's a little harder to get to sleep. Um, you know, making sure that you're sleeping in your bed, not falling asleep in a chair or a couch, something like that. Um, but just getting into a regular routine and, again, disciplining yourself to make sure that you're really prioritizing your time. So a lot of students with their workload, sometimes they see that, like, they might have to question whether they should do assignments at night or if it's just better to get those extra 20 minutes of sleep. How much would you say those like extra 20 minutes of sleep, are they worth it or do you think that that impacts, should they go to bed or should they just try to plow through what they need to do? That's a really good question. Um, I guess a part of that 
answer depends on if you're more of a morning person or a late night person. For me, I'm more of a morning person. So I would probably choose to go to sleep and then maybe get up 20 minutes earlier and finish it. But again, that's up to each individual person. But from a teacher's perspective, I would say finish your assignment. <laughs> so another question along with that. Um, sometimes, let's say the entire week was just really rough and you've had maybe four or five hours of sleep, but then on the weekend you sleep like 12 hours. Do you think that's okay? Is, does sleep work that way? Or you need to get, no, you need to get seven to eight hours of sleep every single night? Um, again, the optimum is to get that eight hours of sleep every night. Um, if you are in that situation where you're having a bad week, four to five hours, um, catching up on the weekend is certainly better than nothing. But again, it's not the best thing. That's probably what most of us do. Yeah. <laughs> what would you be your opinion on like naps? Do you, do you recommend students to take naps maybe if they're tired or if they should just do their work and then just go to bed earlier and just get their full hours of sleep like all in a row or if they should take maybe a nap, do some work and then go to bed later but get some sleep after? These are great questions, ladies. <laughs> Um, again, your body functions best if you get a straight eight hours of sleep. But again, if you've had four to five hours the night before and then you do homework after school and you're not concentrating, you know, it's totally fine to take a nap, but not so long that you aren't able to sleep again that night. Um, a lot of the times when we think about school and hours and all this work, we generally refer to teenagers not getting enough sleep, the students. Do you think that teachers also face this issue? And how would you recommend in general for all of these categories of people in schools to get amount, that amount of sleep that they should be getting? Um, Again, I don't really feel like it makes a difference if you start school at 7.20 or 8.20. I think it's about getting the balanced amount of sleep. Um, you know, as a teacher, I know that I have to be in bed by 10 o'clock, 10.30 at the latest, and in order to be up by 5.30, and so that's still seven hours of sleep. But I can function pretty well on seven hours. But again, my brain isn't still, you know, forming like teenagers are. So it's clearly more important for teenagers to get that sleep because again, their brain isn't fully formed till they're 25 and there's a lot of growth happening. So again, each person is different. I think you just need to listen to your body and do what's best for yourself. Thank you, Mrs. Zerberg for having us and participating in this discussion with us. Um, we really appreciate your efforts and time to give to us today. Thank you. Today we're going to be asking you guys questions about sleep and over-involvement again. And I wanted to talk to you guys specifically if you guys could elaborate a little bit on how your experience has been in high school with sleep. Have you gotten enough sleep? Do you have issues with sleep deprivation, would you say? And just give us a little bit of a recap of how it's been for you. So we're going to start with Katie first. All right, so since high school started, I've had struggles with my sleep because I have been taking tough classes and then all the after-school activities. Freshman year was especially rough because 
I would stay up till like three in the morning. I would fall asleep doing homework and wake up and all the homework's still on my bed. Um, this year, it's gotten a little bit better. However, there are some nights that I'm up till 2.30 in the morning. And it's just made school a little rough because, um, you know, I'm trying to learn hard material. And meanwhile, I'm feeling tired and I, I just am thinking about, ooh, I can't wait to get home and be in my bed and sleeping. So I'd say, yes, I do struggle with that ever since... I came to the high school. What time do you usually get home from your after-school activities on an average basis, would you say? So it varies. Right now, I tend to get home around 5. Um, if I'm lucky, then I can just go home on the bus. That would be great. But I'm often after school for um, theater. I stay every Tuesday until 4. And then there are clubs that last until 3.30 or 4. And there's also choir. So on average, it's five. Later on in the year, it will get later. Like, I probably get home around 6.30. Okay, so now I'm going to ask Sydney um, about her sleep patterns she has observed throughout high school, especially in senior year. I think it really depends on how much effort you're actually putting into your work. I can tell you that my freshman and sophomore year at the school I used to go to, I had a really bad sleeping disorder and I would get home at probably three. I'd sleep until eight. I'd do my homework until 11 and I'd just go back to sleep. Well, it was very beneficial because I was getting a lot of sleep, but it also made me really depressed. And when I came to Sycamore, school started at 7.20 which is almost an hour difference. And that really shaped me um, for the better, but it was very different. But I do think that it depends how much you care about your work and how much effort you're willing to put in the little details that will shape your environment for when you go home and what you do at school. So how much on an average sleep do you get every single day? during the weekdays? Oh, you're gonna make me do math out of math class. Um, it can vary. I know around two nights ago, I got maybe two and a half hours of sleep. And I think last night I got, I think five. So you know, that's a 100% that's a increase, gotta be happy. What would you say is keeping you up from like getting two hours of sleep or getting to like five hours of sleep? Because I know I've had a lot of people question me that like if we get home at five o'clock from our sports, we have from let's say five o'clock to eleven to get all her homework done. What's holding you back from that and making you sleep even less than those six hours that people think that we can easily get? Probably my environment. I work every other day from four to around eight. So when I get home, usually, you know, you gotta eat. Mm -hmm. And then I'm either up because I'm doing homework. My mom comes home. I really like talking to her because, you know, she's my mother. Mm -hmm. She's my best friend. Um, and then sometimes I sort of have to stay up because my sister might come home as anywhere from like one o'clock in the morning or so. And we gotta keep that door unlocked. 
Do you think that your teachers are aware of like everything you have to do outside of school with keeping your job, like working your job, keeping up with your parents and stuff like that? Do you think that teachers are being conscious of that and taking the step to understand that and sort of modify your workload because of that? I really think it depends if you think you can get it done. Like I for a fact think probably very confidently that I can actually get all my work done regardless of my sleep. That's probably why I lose a lot because I honestly do not want to use work or lack of sleep as an excuse. It's probably very cocky, but if some people really know their limits and say that they probably can't get it done, then I would definitely use it because your education is probably the most important thing in your growing state. Okay, so for both of you guys, what would be something you think that high school has taught you about the importance of sleep, like the way you've seen it, maybe impact you, maybe give us like a scenario where like you prevalently saw the issue where you were lacking sleep and sort of talk to, uh, talk to us about that and what that made you realize. It made me realize how, how much my emotional state needs sleep because honestly, just like, I don't know, yesterday or two days ago, I didn't get much sleep. And then my mom just said one thing, it wasn't even bad. And I started crying mm-hmm. and I just couldn't stop. And I realized this is not normal. Then I realized it's because I got like four hours of sleep the last night. So I just, I know that when I get like two to four hours of sleep, I will be moody the next day because that that sleep just really, it affects how I act. Well, it is definitely a big factor, but for me, I like, I think it's actually a little funny <laughs> because if I don't get enough sleep, I'm slap happy. But at the same time, while I'm slap happy, my brain could like completely shut down. I won't be able to remember a single thing that happened in the classroom and I'll just zone out. So I don't know if this is true or not, but somewhere on the internet sometime when I was being bored and passing time, I read this psychology fact that if you trick your brain into thinking that you've gotten enough sleep, it doesn't affect you. I mean, I've never seen it work with other people, but I usually get like five or six hours of sleep and say some days just been rough and I get four hours of sleep and I'm just in a really good mood. I don't get affected by that. I don't feel sleepy during the lectures. I have a good memory throughout the day. I don't feel cranky. Has that ever happened to you or, or it's just me? Okay, so I'm just gonna talk about my personal experience. I think that I definitely agree with that, but I think I guess to a certain point because for me during cross country season especially, like I'm running six or seven miles after school and then I'm getting home and I'm doing homework till like 12, getting like five hours of sleep and my body like isn't getting the time to like fully rest from what it's been doing. But I sort of just live this like vibe where like, oh, everything's okay. And my friends will be like, what is wrong with you? Like you haven't been sleeping like the past week. Like you've only slept like six or five hours every night. Like, yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> and I definitely think it's sort of like a mindset that if you, if you tell yourself that you're not tired, 
and you can just like plow through. It works, but to a certain point for me, it was like, when I got to Fridays especially, it just got to a point where I'd have morning practice and in class I would just fall asleep and completely crash. If you could, say, eliminate an activity and that will just give you a lot of time to sleep, or in other words, which activity takes most time from your sleep, which one would it be? So for me, definitely theater or um, the tough classes that I'm taking. As for wanting to get rid of it, I don't think I could ever do that because I love performing. That's like something that is just like a part of me. So I would love, I just can't get rid of theater. But for the tough classes, I can't get rid of those either because for a lot of them, there's no accelerated. There's no, you either go to AP or normal, like for history, for example. And those classes are just extremely easy. Like they're not challenging for me. And I'm coming to school to learn, so I don't want to get rid of those either. So for me, I just struggle through. I would think probably just stuff that I do in my house and also work would definitely be the most time consuming. But same with Katie, I definitely wouldn't take anything away from that because once you realize how many hours you have in the day, it's sort of hard not to do anything. Like if you have an off day from maybe like theater or work or even a sport, you're like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also very accomplishing if you want to challenge yourself or the things that you like. I think that for me, it'd honestly be hard to like figure out exactly what is most time consuming because a lot of it is just like spread apart or I have to do it like a little bit every day. But I think for sure school is like my most time consuming and that I have to do like four or five hours of homework at night or like I don't know it ranges from like two to five hours um but for me it's something that I would never like I would never want to drop any of the classes that I'm in because I've seen that I can plow through the work and I'm being like semi-successful like I'm doing all right this year and it shows me that I don't want to like give up something if I know that I can do it and I'm like able to do it right now and that's sort of my viewpoint on it. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Even though it takes me maybe like three or four hours or more sometimes to do, get all my homework done, it's it's something that I'm really passionate about. And even though it takes up like maybe eight or eight hours of my day, I would never want to give it up because it's just like become this part of me now mm -hmm. that losing it will be losing a part of my identity that I don't want to do. I would like to thank you both for coming here and being a part of the discussion for your time and efforts. And I like to. Thank Gabby Perita for coming and helping me out and um, asking these wonderful questions. Um, thank you for your time, guys. That's thank all you. I have.